0: Recording started.
1: What's up everybody, my name is B-Maxime, AKA Brandon. Tonight is episode 16 of the Anime Dojo. We're gonna go through a couple things. We're going through episode five of Death Mountain Death Play and episode five, the last episode of this arc of Jujutsu Kaisen. We'll get to why that in a second. I'm alongside Chris. How you doing this evening, Chris? I'm doing pretty good. How about
2: you, buddy?
1: Doing well, can't complain. So let's get in this first. We're going to go into the anime charts, which is actually very, very interesting. I never thought these charts would be changing so much. So the big thing's from this. And this is for the week of July, uh, July 28th through August 4th. So we have... Uh, Stray Dogs at number one. Uh, My Happy Marriage jumped up three spots from uh, five. We also have uh, Zonwa Hover dropping four spots. We have Bleach dropping two spots. We also have Jujukaisen dropping two spots. And then we also... Mujutsu Tensei dropped two spots as well. Dark Gathering gained a spot. Spy Class gained a spot. And then... Undead Girl Murder Farce dropped three spots. And uh, Revenge R stayed where it was at 10. So out of everything we see here, what is your biggest takeaway, Chris, from this chart?
3: Firstly,
2: ZOM 100. Yes. You noticed they didn't have an episode five, yet they went up?
1: Yeah. That is kind of surprising. Why did it go up if there was on episode five? Because the movie came out. Because the movie came out. Oh, yeah, that's right.
2: That's right. The Netflix special of Zone 100 released this past week. And I have to say, it was not bad.
1: Okay. I do need to watch that then. That's on my list. I mean,
2: yeah, I mean.
1: Given what they they tweaked it a little bit here and there,
2: but I approve. I approve. Okay. I okay. Approve. now you know because it, it especially now that I've seen the live action adaptation, now I feel like I might I feel more respect to the anime now that I haven't seen it.
3: Mm, that makes okay. no sense.
2: Because, because now, me personally, now that I know what's coming, I actually want to see how it's going to look animated because they because they did a good job in a live action.
3: So, okay, all, right. all right, Netflix. I
1: I am kind of shocked that My Happy Marriage went up three, but I'm also kind of shocked that Jujutsu Kaisen dropped two. If you look the previous week charts, Jujutsu Kaisen was at three. And my marriage was at five. So what made the flip flop? And this episode was actually really good of Juju Kaisen. So I'm wondering if people I don't know, it's the old like action. If people want to see action. Is that something that we don't get a chance to you know, we didn't get a lot of action in this episode? Which I won't get into here you because know, we're gonna watch the episode, but um I don't, I don't know, it seems interesting, it seems kind of surprising.
2: Well, when it comes to Jiu Jitsu Kaisen, I feel like it's quite possibly everybody, a lot of people knew, especially like us, knew that it was gonna go into a hiatus. So some yes. people would rather stop stop watching it. And wait till the next episode is going to come out, so they can just continue with it. Because I know a lot of people don't don't want to be left with that same cliffhanger.
3: Okay, okay,
1: okay. Um, outside of that, the rest of this list is pretty. Um, the rest of this list is pretty nonchalant. do not really have any bearing on anything. It kind of it stacks up to where it was last week, pretty much. It's my class went up one. Dark Gathering went up one. I heard Dark Gathering is pretty good. I'm actually surprised Mugiinti Tensei dropped two spots as well because I was actually doing pretty well. Um, and then I don't, I don't know much about stray dogs. I don't know if you've ever seen if you've seen anything about stray dogs.
2: No, I haven't seen stray dogs. But um, just uh, I, I was waiting for Dion to come on, but since he can't make it at the moment. I have been watching Bleach. i, oh, I, I watched God. Bleach since episode one.
3: Okay. Yep,
2: started it last week. Uh, currently on... Let me look at that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a real binge watcher. Don't keep <laughs> if you can if you can't do it. <laughs> Randy will know.
1: Randy is watching that.
2: people in one of the few that can't.
1: You do binge watch so a lot. I am, so I, season,
2: I am currently on season 14 of, of Bleach.
1: Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So how many so seasons? So a
2: of binge watching.
1: How many seasons before that arc?
2: I mean, like Before the thousand year? Uh-huh. It, 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 there are 17. Wow.
1: Yeah, you have a lot to binge watch there.
2: Well, after you get past like the first few seasons, with I had like twenty some episodes, all the all of the newer seasons have like twelve.
1: So. Okay, so it's actually not bad. Not bad. Um, yeah. We do know that we do know that. Um, Jujutsu Kaisen is not going to be in the charts next week. We also understand we will get episode five of Zom One Hundred. This coming week, so that's going to be added to the to that chart. I'm going to be interested with that, where everything falls out. So that's going to be surprising if anything changes too drastically or not really at all. We'll see. Um, but I'm looking I'm looking forward to seeing how that all pans out. But let's get into this and now. Will,
2: uh, Go ahead. As I was gonna say, I will get back into. Uh, awesome unicorns revenge are uh, yeah i did watch this the first and it was interesting a guy's trying to get revenge on the on the girl that he liked like by, mm. by making her fall in love with him but apparently somewhere down the line i missed the last two seasons and okay. that one girl eventually becomes a hero so it's like okay oh. how did that happen
3: wow all
1: right yeah um Let's get into this now. We're going from one big anime, and then like Yuzukaisen, to another. The other picture I sent Chris, he called Meyer Hacker Damien is getting a movie. Sometime it's getting a movie, a, a movie's getting announced. And this is from Anime Quarter. Some people get the um, anime charts from, from fans. What do you think this movie is going to be about, Chris? Because I'll be interested. Most times when they do a movie, it's not going to have... There's not much canon. Usually.
2: That is true. That is true. Um, It's really... Now, all I know about it is what I see on the poster. So, because he has uh, Gran Torino's uh, it's Car for whatever he wears. So since he has it on him, you know that it is. You know that it, this story does take place during or after the, the one the last season that that we've had.
1: Yes, 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 yes. So I,
2: so that so it just. However, when you look at his gloves, they aren't quite tattered as they are at, at the end of the season either. So. That gives us a clue of the of the time
1: period. Do so. Do you think this is going to be a prequel? In that case, do you think so? Right before season season five.
3: Yeah.
2: However, see the only difference with I believe with My Hero Academia, I like how they do their movies. None of their movies are quite canon. But that's why they end up being field trips in the movie, and well, you know, in the movie they call them field trips.
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: And, and which so it's not exactly can, but you can't dispute that it's not because they call them field trips. Yes, school yeah, school doesn't take a field
1: trip. That's true. That is true. So we do have that to look forward to. I'm going to be more interested if we do something before, se- um, before mm-hmm. season. Six, season five or six where that candy will be lying um, oh so this is interesting I went back to the anime charts uh, Twitter because they have the article about it so it's gonna be an original story by the author um, that takes place in the collapse of the society takes place in the collapse society and t- teaches the visuals ha- the teaser has revealed showing Deku with a solo uh, vintage robe over over his UA uniform and All Might's in the background. Hmm. So, so, if it's an original story, we definitely know it's not canon now. That kind of gives that away. Right. I wonder then if that means we're going to see him fight alongside All Might. And that's a way to tell that story. Hmm. He fights alongside All Might. That's he gets built up from this original story. But then, season seven will be like after season six. So then, that's just going to be like that's not going to matter anymore. This season six will happen, or season seven will happen.
2: Right. So. I think I think the the ideas of the movie when I watch them, like, because the last movie was really good actually. So yes, it was. I think they it just it really gives the idea of how strong the characters are, mm-hmm. either either mentally, physically, or you know some combination of them. I think that's what the that's what the movies really show.
1: Okay. Okay. Um. When do you think this will come out then? Because season seven is in production. We is know season
2: seven. Go
1: ahead. I was going to say, I know see, we know season seven is in production. We also know we just finished season six, not, not, not about six months ago. So are we assuming season seven is going to be late 2024 and then we get the movie earlier? nah because i
2: would think they have a different set of employees working on the movie than they do the series
3: okay okay
2: so so, so i would think we would see the movie sometime and maybe like november december
3: mm. and maybe the 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 series in
2: the uh, in the 20 tw- the winter 2024 so that's, uh, that's what I'm
3: guessing. Okay.
1: Okay. That would make sense. I, it, it, it's just interesting because I don't really think... I think the movie's going to be interesting. I think the movie's going to be fun. I just It's interesting you're doing an original story and it's not going to be can to anything but it's going to kind of have a little bit of can to. I would think enough can- things where it's going to be like, oh, this might come up in season seven. To a point. Um.
2: Um, so, mean, 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 the thing know. about um, my hero academia movies. Though they're they've always been quite random.
1: Yes, they have. They have been quite random. They have been quite random. So it's yeah,
3: not. So, 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 sure.
2: Yeah. You already know. <laughs> I. I'm pretty sure our viewers know. It. <laughs>
1: Correct. Correct. I'll be interested. I'm looking forward to it. We got that announcement. We got the announcement. I saw it. I think this tweet is dated. That tweet is dated for two days ago, actually. So it was not even Sunday.
3: Yeah, Sunday.
1: Um, So yeah, not shocking. I kind of figured you called it It was a movie. Makes sense. Then, so let's get to the last thing before we watch Dead Mount Deathplay. And as we're talking about this last thing, get up Dead Mount Deathplay episode five. So. I'm gonna ask you this: Anime is getting a lot more prevalent. Anime has gotten a lot strong, you know, a lot in the mainstream. I was watching the Evolution Championship series, which is a big fighting game tournament for fans who don't really know. One of the biggest fighting games of the world. It happens in Las Vegas every year. It shows off the top fighting game players for all different fighting, fighting, all different types of fighting games, like your Guilty Gears, like your Strives, or like your Guilty Gears, like your Dragon Ball Zs, like um, Street Fighter, like Mortal Kombat. I can go on and on. Um, the reason I bring this up, so Sony owns Crunchyroll. Sony also owns the Evolution Championship Series. They bought the series outright. They are the sole. They're the ones that do all the marketing for it, and they the ones that own the series. But they also produce. They uh, they don't actually run the tournaments or anything, but they are the sole like, owners of it. But throughout the weekend, I saw so many Crunchyroll ads throughout the weekend, just randomly while I was watching tournaments, during breaks and stuff, of just like showing you Kaizen, showing um, like Attack on Titan at a couple points, so many different things. My question to you, Chris, is what do you think about having anime and other mediums? When I, I said this wrong in the text, but like other mediums like. Other TV shows, other movies. I've seen in wrestling. They've mentioned it a couple times. Just because a um, commentator said, "Oh, the one of the wrestlers is a huge anime fan," and she was, and she's also in Street Fighter. She's one of the voices of Street Fighter. But she's like, "Oh, it's not that like this Jujutsu Kaisen thing or Demon Slayer." She, she mentioned she mentions at one point. What do you think about that crossover? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Or is it just kind of like? Is it necessary? Because certain fans won't know what it is.
3: I mean hmm.
2: okay let me uh, I mean okay first of all thank you for this question because it really is a loaded question
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do
3: probably, uh, okay
1: so, I, I do a lot of loaded questions on this here's the thing.
2: as an anime fan there are certain places I will I wouldn't mind seeing anime and anime references, anime. You know, because mm-hmm. because we, we forget, you know, anime is is a whole genre style of its own.
3: Yes, it but is. With
2: that being said, America is the melting pot of all cultures.
1: Yes, it is. You right about that,
2: so. I do believe it can be done. But, you know, if so would I like to see in the other mediums? Yes. But it's like, I wouldn't, I don't want to go to Popeyes and they got an animated chicken in there. Like, come on, y'all. Like, for real? Like, I us, like, just don't, I don't want to see the entire american culture would be submersed in in anime let me put it that way
3: okay
1: okay i
2: think right, so you're if not... you're asking me i'm sorry so if you're asking me i was gonna say like i like what uh what, what a what a I like what, what oh boy michael b jordan was doing In, 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 like in what he did in Creed 3. He took anime references and he put them into a a real movie. But they were so subtle that, you know, most audience members just was like in awe of it. But any anime fan would have been like, wait a minute, that looks familiar.
1: You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be cool. But I also think, I think the thing, is, the thing I just noticed it, I just noticed, I think for when they did it for the Evo Championships on Twitch, it was kind of just like, it felt like it was overdoing it at points. And sometimes like every commercial I would notice it, and then Drew, Drew, one of our good friends, his cousin, by the way, uh, mentioned while we were watching Street Fighter, he's like, he's like, well, there's a little bit of crossover there. I'm like, Yeah. There is, but the crossover is kind of small in the sense that like Dragon Ball is probably closest to the crossover because Dragon Ball is also an anime. They make a Dragon Ball fighting game. Cool. That crossover works. And uh, He mentions that, don't Street Fighter have a new movie coming out or a new like show? I'm like, I think so. But that's, that's still in the works. It is coming out down the road, but it's not something in the immediate future. Um. I just, I just—it's interesting because I think if you're not, if you're a fan of fighting games, you probably know a little bit about anime based on certain things. But if you're not really a fan of anime, but you're just there for the fighting game stuff, it kind can, can, can be kind of invasive at points. Sorry about that, everybody. We just kind of quick little bit of a break, nothing too crazy. But like I I important people go back and watch Evil Championships for this point for that point, and you can kind of can see what I was talking about in the sense of you have a little bit of a um, back and forth sense of uh, Like you see, the you see certain things pop up pretty quickly, but also you have the understanding of what's going on. And and it wasn't like too greedy, it was just kind of like an ad for Crunchyroll showing off the top animes right now and things that we're into. So, nevertheless, it's not too bonkers, but it's kind of crazy to think that hey, um, they're actually showing it off. Which I agree with Chris, I think. Yes, should you put the references and stuff? Absolutely. But should they just be kind of subtle? Be subtle. Be something that people think are cool, but for anime fans, might have to be like, oh, that popped up. Um but ultimately it's more or less a thing of how you handle that situation, how you handle that for other fans. I would I will say it wasn't too crazy because they also did the they also showed off the Gran Turismo response to sponsor too. Which the franchise of a movie is going to be really interesting, really fun. Based on a true story, that true story is going to be more or less about something, you know, about a, a kid who's in video games, who raced on the video game, but got a got a seat in a uh, supercar and started driving in the in the you know in the supercar racing and everything, and had to learn. So it actually ended up working out in that favor, but I'm not too sure. How much that cross? How much that crossover is gonna be? Because even that's a crossover. You play the games, hey, okay, cool. You'll understand what's going on. You gonna play the games, but you know of a little racing. But that's you what know, I'm saying. Look cool. like, at that.
2: That's what I'm saying. Like, like okay, like let's take. Um. I so like okay like take Rick and the and and rock. A show on Netflix. I don't know if anybody else is watching. It's a good show. So I like how they have taken historical figures and mythological figures of different cultures on, on both sides.
3: Mm-hmm, and put it in mm-hmm. and
2: put them in rounds to see how they compete with each other. Yep. Now see if you do that same that same after you know, that same vision and put a a games video and try to add anime into the American culture like that, then yes, that would be yes, I definitely approve of that. You, you I, see, you see where I'm going with this?
1: Yeah, I can see that. I just think, I think we, it goes back to the thing we talked about last week is the fact like we're seeing Jujutsu and Kaizen characters in Fortnite. Well guys in a really big show right now, but eh, kind of weird. They're in Fortnite when no of the characters use guns in the show. It feels kind of off, but it fits what Fortnite is. Fortnite's a shooter. So it ends up, you have the skins of the characters. Same thing when they put Cardi B and Snoop Dogg in Call of Duty. They're skins of the people that people will know. It's, it's funny. I think if you do the marketing, if you do the commercials and stuff well, it'll get over. So showing Jujuu Kaisen during Evo on on Grand Final Sunday, absolutely. Showing a trailer for that, okay, I'm a person. They showed a couple little fight scenes and things. That looks hype. I might go check look at it. But if you... But now, if you're not... honestly, go ahead.
2: What would be really, really neat, like, uh, like, I don't know why more TV companies haven't figured out figured this out yet. You should use more anime shows to display your TVs when you are selling them. Animes have some of the most beautiful and more deepest colors that you'll see on any TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. saying. Yeah? Pay me for my thoughts. I
1: I, will say it is. A, I, I, I do a lot of deep questions, and people know I, I think about the questions I want to open with. And that it was just a thought in my brain because I'm thinking there's good ways to do it, there's also weird ways to do it. And I think at Evo, it's a good way to do it, but it's also kind of odd because I think nobody has the same, the crossover for that is very small. But the crossover is still there. But I think, like you say, I think TV and a couple other things can do it and make it subtle. Like Michael, like you said, Michael B. Jordan made it subtle in Creed. There's some subtle references in either other, even other movies that we've seen. So it's like even when they do it in wrestling with the subtle like commentary thing, I'm like, okay, cool, that's subtle. But I, I like the I like the thing. So it's like, I'm cool with that. And even if it makes it feel, it makes it feel like that they're trying to put it over. As a person who enjoys it themselves, the rest are the person that enjoys it, they put it over for them, against for themselves. Um, But let me know what y'all thoughts. Let me know what y'all think in, the, in, the, in my Twitter, in the, in the comments of the video. Let me know what y'all think about that. It's an answer question. I wanna see how people actually, you know, from from watching a trailer or something, did you get an anime from that? Uh, but we are going to get into Jujutsu Kaisen, or we're going to get into Dead Mount Death Play Episode Five. I didn't watch this prior, but based on little, based on what I remember, we are still at the the hideout. And we just met Lemmings. Lemmings is now in the hideout. Everybody's trying to scatter. We don't know what's going on. Am I kind of spot on, Chris? Yes, sir. Okay. So I will give three, two, one, and then we'll get going. Chris, you ready? I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one. Let's go. Dead Mountain Death Play, Episode 5, The Monster. She brings a good point. If he wanted to do anything, he would have done it right away.
2: All right.
3: That are just standing there. What? Okay. <laughs> Nope.
1: Okay. Have you seen what this dude can do? Like,
2: Peace is the one <laughs> thing in the world that a lot of people don't. Yep. Woo. Some people say progress.
1: What? Okay. All right. All right. I don't know where y'all going, but... Mm.
2: You can't help to to, to do the right thing, basically. Yeah. Hey, this is one of those shows where I feel like you really have to look at the world from his perspective. Correct. Like... He's a bad guy, but that doesn't make him a bad guy. No. (laughs) Because, I mean, he's willing to do bad things for the right reason. Correct. Yeah, I mean, what did it say, chaotic good?
3: Do, do, What the?
1: Okay, don't turn your light on. That's what Coach was trying to avoid. What the? How is he dodging all that?
2: Well, they did say they pushed them beyond the limits of human
1: yeah. capabilities. What? Wait, 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 wait. Why is it? Why is she talking to him like that? We don't know. you hear me did she just knock him whoa all right. Now see, if you saw some stuff like that.
0: I'd be running out of the building.
2: In a club. Building. I'd be, I'd be asking Elon, but I need the next shift out of here. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> I need the next plane to. Yeah,
2: I'm going to Wakanda's.
3: E hey.
1: The boy, wait, so another criminal organization
2: that's what it looks like.
1: Okay, we're just gonna have a bunch of criminal organizations going after each other and cops. Yeah,
2: usually how it works. <laughs> Uh, okay, this is where you lose me. Come on, this is probably where I I found it. Kind of thought it was corny. Hmm. Huh? Okay, that's corny. Like I, I understand the
1: sentimental
2: value. I understand the sentimental value of this scene, but it's still kind of corny.
1: I'll explain it after we finish watching because I think there's a point, but the point's kind of lost. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh...
2: I mean, is it really fake or is it really real?
3: Uh,
1: I don't know.
2: Wait a minute, so he's in a pen, right? Yeah. What happens when the pen runs out of ink?
1: I'm guessing it would never run out because of the it's imbued with his essence.
2: No, but if you're living in this reality, a pen runs out of ink.
1: Yes, it does. What's uh, a ghost? What the? All right.
3: Wow. One of
1: these scam people. I mean,
2: they probably are, but if they're getting the answers that they want and, it's, and they're 100% accurate, like you said, well... because he already has uni.
3: <laughs> well, he was right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Okay. if that's
2: not creepy as i don't as i'll get out
1: that's too creepy
2: i mean from the red image to the background image it's creepy
1: So this dude's loaded.
2: Assets in the trillion.
1: <laughs> if, if so why was he out? Why did he run away?
2: He didn't. He died, remember?
3: <laughs> oh.
1: So you took over a dead man's body. Well that must be for good. Uh okay. Let let's get into this. What so this episode starts out with us seeing the battle between Lemmings and everybody else. Lemmings kinda goes kind of goes nuts for a bit, tries to take the girl, doesn't get the girl. Pokey has a saver. Saver her twice. Then Pokey's like, you know what, you know what, Lemmings? I'll take. I'll tell you what's going on. I'll give you the reason why things are kind of going haywire. Which he does. Which he does. She gives him reason. We don't know what she exactly says to him. But then she goes, I'm going to stab you with a fork. She's having with a fork in the, hip, in the hip. And things kind of go from there. Lings runs off. First of all, what do you think about this opening? Because it leaves us off where we started from the previous episode. And it's like it's like nothing changed.
2: Uh, I mean, where to start with it? It's a lot to unpack because I mean, within that scene, it's a lot happening.
3: Yes. There you, know, well. like,
2: you know, so it, first, it, you come across somebody who can move, move from Move right there from somebody from your other world. Yes. So he's a bit offput. That's 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 the first thing. Second thing is that he's kidnapping your friend. Yep. Or somebody you want to call your friend now. Yep. So there's your dilemma. So of course he's gonna save his friend, but 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 at the same time you, the friend isn't completely helpless either.
1: Nope. Oh. But basically,
2: the dude was at a disadvantage from the start, really.
1: Correct. But then we have the cops. The cops try to attack the dude. And I love the one cop, black-haired cop, goes, I got you. So he has this, like, broken bottle and puts it through his stomach. Does absolutely nothing. The bottle just breaks. Then they try handcuffs. They tried everything. I'm like, at this point, this dude is too strong. But Pokey figures it out that he has ghost energy that he can use. Okay, cool. He has ghost energy. So now we know why he's strong as he is. So then the battle happens, Lemmings leaves, the place is disheveled, and then they go, Next time I need to bring a-. the blonde dude goes, I need a weapon next time I'm here. Because I, I should not be here unarmed. And then I love Clarice. Clarissa goes. Oh this is not smoking here. By the way, they're like wait what? Wait why? <laughs> Did you just see what is happening? Right. And they're just kind of right. confused the
2: same way
1: It's kind of like okay, fair enough. So then the girl and Pokey are walking back. And she he thanks Pokey or Pokey thanks the girl for helping him and saving him then he explains he explains why he wants a peaceful world what is his purpose all about how much you explain this part cuz you said this kind of jumps the shark and I'll let you explain it before I take my side what I think about this but so he explains you know I come from a different world but I also want to have peace I also at the same time we're having peace I don't I don't I'm not. I want to learn about this world more. I want to know why this world the way it is. Can you help me? And they say yes, but they also he also says they're also like, how are you going to do a peaceful world? You don't have anything to you know do with you know do with that or make or make money or all that kind of stuff. But then we cut to Lemmings talking to this dude. We don't know who the dude is. We know it's the we know it's another organization, and the organization's like. You know, he tells, the living dude tells the guy in the organization something, and he points out the picture of Pokey. And then we cut back to the hideout. So what was the part that kind of jumped the shark for you here? You said you kind of didn't like this part, Chris. What was it about? Well, what was it about this part that you didn't like? What about this part you do not like?
2: Well, it's not that I didn't like it. It was just kind of soppy. Like you could have set that tone, you could have set that scene in any other tone. You could have made him sound more serious. You could have made him sound like he was deep in thought. But instead, he make him turn towards them and talk to them like it's all a sentimental mood. Like, dude, you have you have no idea how dirty this world actually is. But the creators that created this show actually is. And obviously he's not an innocent person by any means. No. So he's not. therefore it's just like a sloppy scene. Like, come on, y'all, really?
1: I will agree it is kind of it is kind of like somber. It's supposed to be kind of somber, kind of like giving him sympathy, but it doesn't it only works in this way. The fact of the matter that he's gotten he's gotten beaten once before. And he could have got beaten there. But having said that, I do agree that I think he, I think the I think the creators could have done something different with that and make it make sense. So he could have been more serious. He could have been more helpful. However you want to do that, I do feel like it is jumping the shark because he's a like you said at the beginning of the episode, he's a bad person, but he doesn't do bad things. He has to do bad things to do good things. So, you know the character is bad, but yet you know he's doing bad things for the right reasons. So, you can still make him serious and still ask for help. To be fair, that, that should be what it is. So, then we cut to them trying to brainstorm how to make money. And he's like, So how we can make money? How can we do things we're doing? So then he enchants this pen, and the pen just starts writing on its own. They're kind of like, this pen can start. what would you make the? And it's funny they said, how'd you make the pen just start doing that? And it's funny because the shark, the shark toys also sent Tentian. So it's like it should, that should be not surprising. So then they finally come up with, oh, we could do. He wanted to do something that has to deal with, like, magic. So he was going to open, like, a magic shop or something. And they were like, well, let's make it more streamlined. And the pen goes, let's do fortune telling. And the pen, and they're like, ooh, okay. So then we cut to, they made a little fortune teller little base in their hideout. You see Pokey, and you see the girl. Pokey's standing at the table with him. Uh, with a crystal ball, all that kind of stuff. And you see the girl behind him, just kind of looking, just being herself. I do the fact when they did this shot. I don't know if they did this on purpose. Did you notice how they did the shot where he's sitting down and she's behind her, and all you see is her, basically her right from right below her chin to her chest. <laughs> I'm like, did they do that purpose, or was that, was that just accidental? Because it was like, I was like, is that accidental? Because it's the way she, the way the where the how the shots cropped. It's it just like. They
2: were- <laughs> It was no because they could again dress her in any other way. So any other way, so it's that, not, that you know, was
1: it's not on purpose. It was on purpose. I was like, okay, that's on purpose because you've already done this twice with her, twice with her, This is the third time. So then they start doing fortune. I mean, I do... Oh yeah, I did. Oh, I love this scene. I think the thing about the scene I love is like, so like he told that one dude, "Uh, your legs kind of hurt. Is something wrong?" And the guy's like, "How'd you know that?" I have a thing with my leg right now and then he tells that one lady i think it's a lady oh your husband is upset your dead husband by the way uh, And like he's talking to the beer i'm like okay okay how are we gonna cool what do you think about this this like section of scene because this shows how they're using his power to make money
2: To to me, that's probably one of the best things in the whole show because, at least in this episode, because it was the the most cleverest way of using his 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 magic, I guess. Correct. Or his powers in in the most discreet way. Like you go into where everybody already knows is commonly fake, but if you're actually using, you know, real the real stuff and actually answering people's questions that is not fake well then i've been i hustle then I hustling so yeah
1: <laughs> fortune telling has always kind of been weird to me because i get i understand the premise i do get why it's a thing but it's also kind of like would i ever do it no but is it something people would absolutely do absolutely so fortune telling palm reading tarot cards, all that kind of stuff makes sense. So it actually works out in his favor because that's a thing in the real world that's a thing already. He can just take advantage of that using his power, using his magic. So then we cut back to the hideaway. They're talking about, hey, we made this money. Um, I want to split it five ways with y'all because y'all helped me out. And... I, the tech dude goes, "If you know how, do you, do you know how much money Pokey has?" And he's like, "He doesn't say it out loud. He's thinking it." I'm like, "What's he talking about with that?" And we we don't know anything yet, so it's kind of complete, kind of confusing. So then they're like, "Okay, we can put up. We can kind of revamp things." So we do. The old time they're having some the pens writing things down dialogue wise. That's not serving the plot. It just kind of is there for filler. So, you don't really need to focus on it. It's just something there for them to have. So, then he gives the money to Pokey. The tech dude does. But then the door slams open randomly. And you're like, why did the door slam open? Oh, there's about three bodyguards and two little kids. And the two little kids go, wait, you're Pokey. You're our uncle. Uncle? What are you talking about? I am not your uncle. And the whole time, Pokey's like, I just want a peaceful life. Why am I getting bothered? So then Pokey kind of you know talks to them, oh, we just, we just want to be at your we just wanna get your fortune told right front by you. And I love the way they do these kids. These kids are pretty and kind of also like entitled. What do you think about this scene right here when we first meet the kids and I'll explain the ending? But
2: well, you know, it's- usually when you get two little kids busting in there like they own a the place. First thing that I normally think of is where your parents at.
1: <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that's true. That is true. That is, that is probably one of the worst things you would think of. But
2: I but love it. But it was good though, because it was an like introduction to him. Though, like okay, so you know, in in the way that um that tech guy, you know, he labels him was very spot on. So yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was very spot on. So then the girl sits on gets out this, I'm guessing towel or whatever you want to call it and puts on the puts on the puts it on the sofa, which I'm like, wait, what do you think? The sofa's dirty? What the what the what are you doing? Didn't raise my planet, didn't care, but keeps that they're entitled, they're bougie, all that kind of stuff. And she goes, Well, you're not I I thought you were the best fortune around, so I thought I'd come by and get my palm red. They're like, they're like, We're closed. And the tech dude goes, We're closed. Well, if you're but I need some, I need some. And she says peasants about five times in this in a span of like two minutes. She says peasants about five times span of two minutes. And tech dude finally goes, and she goes, What are you gonna? I am very powerful. I can do a lot of things. It's like, what are you what are you gonna do about it? And tech dude goes, I can call the cops. I can also say you're trespassing.
3: Yeah.
1: I can also, he goes down a list of things. It was like, all right then. Okay. I like you now. I like the tech dude. Cause he's like, he knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so right. she's like, she's like, I, I, I don't want any trouble. And he, you're not going to win this argument. I don't want to have this argument. But then the guy, his bodyguards are like, I don't like, they, they, they seem kind of off. They don't, they're kind of Weary. Then Pokey out of nowhere, Pokey stands up and hugs both of them out of the blue. And he's and then they show this creepy looking figure as he's hugging them. That's like red with the blue background. This is one of the creepiest things I think I've seen so far on the show. And yet it's a manifestation of their like their burden, basically, their monkey on the monkey on the shoulder kind of thing. Um Yeah. It, it was so good. It was so good. And then they leave, and Pokey, uh, the tech dude goes, "If you knew here, so why were they asking you about the place and all this?" He says, "You're from a rich family, that's worth trillions. You're technically dead, but your father was alive. You've he's he was he's been he's alive. He's 79 years old. You're stinking rich, and they." Not great things to you for basically what he goes at. But then but now you're gonna go there tomorrow and walk in the door without any protection? And he's like, Well, I need to make can't we use the undead and the girl goes, Can we use the undead army? And she's like, Well, the army's for combat, not for that. What about using magic in the open? He's like, You shouldn't be doing that. So then they turn they make it like a skeleton to put some clothes on and things did look great. But then they turn to her. They're like, wait, she's a zombie. We can use her. <laughs> kind of like one of those moments like, what? wait, she's a monster. We can use her. Cool. <laughs> then they cut back.
2: Exactly.
1: They cut to this car. And this car has, this, car, this is their car. So they're cutting back to the car. They open the car door. It's the dude from the office. So what about Pokey? How is he? And he's like, he's doing well. I had you scout him out because I don't trust him. And the guy, the boy goes, he's gonna be at the house tomorrow. Good, I get to meet him. And then, I, and the guy goes, you might just wanna watch your backs. And they show the same figure in the background again, just the same red figure that's just creeping over them like, like a like a necklace around their neck that they can't take off. It was amazing. Before I let Chris talk, man, get up you in episode 5 as we finish this up. Chris, what do you thought about this last, like, third of the episode, basically, where they, sh- they do all these things with the kids, Pokey, everybody?
2: So the revelation of this episode is quite remarkable. Like, and you see it become full circle. So... You basically see who's who's really manipulating everything. And, and and the fact that he's he's the one that draws this evilness around these kids and that's making that's putting it that's putting that icky on their shoulder or whatever we wanna call it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's it's the fact that like, okay, this dude is Evil, like evil incarnate, right now. You, but yet, you're trying to go after somebody who is a different evil in an entirely different realm. Yep. So the question is: is how how are these two going to collide? Here's so, my. That's where we're at.
1: Here's my thing. They've done a very good job of doing. You have three villain or three groups, three criminal groups. You have the cops, who are kind of cops, but also kind of criminal group themselves. You have Lemmings, who's working for the guy that the guy found out about about the boy, but you also have Carice and her organization. Eventually, all three are gonna collide, and we don't know what's gonna end up. And the funny part is, like you say with the through line for this, throughline was the man from the office he he asked lemmings what was going on Lemmings like the boy he he hired the two little the two twin siblings to go find out about him he's like so what'd you find out and he he asked them and he asked him oh he's doing, is pokey doing well he said yes the little boy said yes but he'll come by the house I have a hunch now that we see him at the house next episode. For some weird reason he has a connection to the, to the family. What's that connection? I don't even know. But I'm really intrigued now because mm. they did a very, they did a very good job of just like making him the through line for the story. Cuz we don't see much of Carice, we don't see much of the police after the first half of that, first half of the story. Everything. Nope. Babe, everything is lied on the guy in the office after the mix tells him something. That's it. And the kids. The kids are the basic through line for the guy in the office. That's good storytelling. That's very good storytelling. And I can't say enough about that. Yes, it is. So I'm going to have to ask you, Chris what would you give this episode of Dead Mount Death episode five, The Monster?
3: I
2: was going to give this episode a Solid seven
1: point five. Ooh, okay. Explain,
2: bro. That, the sloppy scene, bro. You really just took this character all out of context. Like, if you, in my opinion, you really took the character all out of context.
3: Okay, yeah.
1: I I would have to go eight. And I do agree with you. I think the sob, I think him making him symph- sympathetic and feeling like he needs help is kind of weird after what we've seen him do in the first couple episodes. We've seen him do some crazy things. We've seen Poki do some crazy things. He has pretty much saved kids. He's pretty much fought off bad guys. He's pretty much turned a girl into a zombie where she can bite people. She can bite people and she's excited about that. Now he's a fourth teller that can make a bunch of money like the man's smart he's learned I do understand I do get that he's still trying to become peaceful and he doesn't understand everything about this world but no world is sunshine and rainbows there's going to be problems and I think that's what you brought up earlier this world is, that the world they made for this isekai is corrupt there's no per, there's no perfect peace there's no peace much anymore um, Not at all, but well, I'm looking forward to see episode six. I'm looking forward to where this is going. Speaking of Dead Mount Death Play, by the way, I'm going to bring this up now because I think we're going to keep bringing the series. We looked up some anime things for the next season, the anime, the fall anime season. They're bringing back Dead Mount Death Play season two, so we're going to continue this, ladies and gentlemen. I want to put that out there because we're going to be this was this this is this is a series that we both enjoyed. I'm actually kind of shocked that brain in the back, but I'm guessing he did well enough to make a season two. All right, then. So we know we have a horror, in it. we have a kind of a horror anime going into the fall. Yeah, we're gonna have two basically at this point. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but now let's get into Jujutsu Kaisen, episode five: premature death. <sighs> the hits still, the hits keep on coming. We go from. The beginning of this arc, where we had a couple happy-go-lucky things, very nice, very, very. They're trying to do their mission. They're going to do this mission to help this girl. Then episode three is like, you know, we're going to share, we're going to share your dreams. We're sorry, we're just going to kill the girl off, and everything's going to go, everything's going to go down and down, 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 the dumps. And then episode five, episode four, we get the revenge from Gojo. Gojo wakes up from being half dead, and he goes, you're done. You are You're done doing what you did. And now Gojo's in a place where you can't figure out, does he continue helping people, or does he just kill off everybody? This episode's very interesting. There's a flip of a switch in this episode. You'll see it pretty quickly. It's done with one line from a character. So I'm going to leave it at that. I'm gonna say three, two, one, and then we'll get going. Wait, wait, wait! No, nope. no, no, wait. Nope,
2: wait, nope. Wait, wait.
1: nope. I think I'm not starting. We need
2: to wait like a good like. <laughs> I think you need to just wait maybe like a good two minutes. Okay. So you know maybe go take a restroom break or maybe grab a snack and uh, yeah just just wait. Just, maybe we can wait a good two minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I will but, uh, bring this.
2: But, but I do want
1: to go, oh, ahead. go ahead. No, go. I'm gonna say, I will say, I do feel like now what you mentioned, Chris. They have made this. Up. This is supposed to be a movie. Watching this episode the first time, this has felt like a movie. Because you can tell where they break up, where the scene start. This episode starts. You're like, oh wait, this is pretty much from the last episode. And I, I I I know that's why I'm, they can't do many movies, because movies aren't canon. But yeah, this, this should have been a movie.
3: So oh,
2: what I was going to say is that I'm watching Bleach right now. So, and I see a lot of comparisons i jitsu guys and going into bleach mm-hmm. and i mean so with that being said it becomes really like um i see a lot of a lot of similarities between the storylines of the two yeah I, but but what they but it's kind of funny i, I keep asking myself how would it, how would it be putting Putting, you know, switching the heroes around in the world, in the world of, and and how would that work,
1: ladies and gentlemen? Before we watch this episode, Mister cousin Mister Dion, how are you doing this evening? You caught us at a very good
0: time, oh, man. <laughs> I almost didn't make it well it sounds like y'all were in a very intense
1: <laughs> we just finished Dead mile death play episode five um did you watch episode five death mile death play yet
0: i have before we go I into, that is uh
1: you what do cousin what you think about the episode
0: who um it was a little bit more well-rounded of an episode than we've been getting before mm. i thought you get more into the story and it's just like before we got a lot of you know character building but this one you kind of get into the story a little bit it actually starts to make things unfold
1: okay um chris has one big gripe with the episode the middle of the episode where, po- where Pokey gets saved at the, after they have the bar fight and everything, they're heading back to their base, and Pokey kind of pours his heart out. Do you think that part of the episode's too savvy or too kind of, like, somber for Pokey? Because Pokey is a serious kind of character prior.
3: Um,
0: I think it's, it's kind of trying to make that relatability... Like, oh, he's not a real bad guy. He's he, you know, he's really trying to be the, the the good guy of this story. He's got a lot to offer versus you know what we've seen before, which is more stoic. Okay. Okay. I guess you know. As as far as how sappy it is, I can see that but we've been getting blood and punched in the face since the beginning. So it's all right to have a little bit of that, that, you know, opposite end of the spectrum going on with that.
2: I mean, that's cool and all, but just just (laughs) to get away from it so quickly. And then it's like, dude, it's, I mean, I understand you're trying to let them feel that you're their friend and you want to, you really want to, use your powers for the good the world that you're living in. But dude, you are not, just because you sound this bright, bright and, you know, playful, you,
0: you're <laughs> I mean, but you know, and I think it's the second or third episode where they get to talking about the little kids, the background, the where the uh, corpse guy comes from and how he's really just trying to be with family and you know, it, it already gives like that. Uh, uh, like, like they're trying to get that sympathy vote, you know?
3: I will,
1: I will agree with that. They have set it up in a way that you can believe the sympathy because he talks about his previous life. So is there for a reason, and they do it in this episode too. They do it in episode five, where they do talk about his teacher, his mentor, his. So he has a reason for everything he's done so far, and even and even the, I think the tech dude even says he's like, "Why do you care about those kids so much?" And you see, Pokey look at the, look out the window, and in and it's a flashback. He goes, and he just kind of he thinks about all the kids he's been around and had to help and he's just like i just i kind of care there's no real i care about children i think he says i care about children but it's like okay so you do care about you have a reason to care so it is there i do yeah. agree with Chris. i do agree with chris though if you don't know that from the beginning it feels kind of it feels like it doesn't work Because the first episodes do it, but it doesn't, it's not, it's not pushing your face. It's kind of subtle. This episode pushes it in your face and it sits there for a little bit longer than normal.
0: Yeah. And next week, (laughs) it'll be, it'll be almost worth, it'll be worth watching next week.
3: Yeah. I feel like
0: it's, it's, it's giving you this much of a dynamic to go into much more of a
1: dynamic. Yes. So the story right. is picking the story is picking up. They're yeah. they're they're finally building that story now, basically. Um well I will say you have good timing, my friend. You have very good timing, Dion. We were about to start <laughs> we were we were about to start JDK until Chris stopped me. And I actually do not blame <laughs> oh. it. I, I do not blame him for that. So I give Krik that credit. Ladies and gentlemen... I appreciate it. (laughs) We're going into an episode that ultimately did two things to me. Broke my heart for one character, but also made me smile for another. And here's the thing. I have to give J.J. Krik credit because they did that perfectly. And yet... I wish we weren't on a three-week break because I wouldn't. I would need the next episode of the next arc right now, this coming Thursday. But I'll give. Them, <laughs> but i give them credit. They are taking a three-year break. The first episode the next the next arc is going to be perfect. I' going to be great, so I'm not worried. But I'm going to also mention this. In this episode, they do two things. And it's a it's a through line. It is not a through line, but it is showing something later. So look out for these two things in the middle of the episode. At the end, that's all I'm gonna give you. But I do hope you have Jujutsu in episode five, season or episode twenty-eight, season two up. I will say three, two, one, and then we'll get going. Gentlemen, are you ready? Ready.
0: 28 episode 28 29
1: sorry I hate I hate the numbering in this 29 <laughs> <laughs> That's <the other> thing. <laughs> I would say would we'll just do like one but fine <laughs> yeah
0: pretty much your deck
1: yes so three two one let's go And I'll reiterate one other thing. There's one line that turns this whole episode around like that. And it's Ryan also in the middle of the episode as well.
2: Can't wait to see what you mean.
0: I don't want to edge to my feet now. <laughs>
1: Still one of the best anime opening songs. I like. I like the animation for this too. Like the animation fits the song. Come on.
0: I will say, there's more action in the intro than there was in the first episode.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but that's that's the point. Like the intro is supposed to be hype. They kind of, it kind of makes that. They kind of keep you hooked in. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Episode 29, Premature Death. So that one year later is one year after the death of the girl. I think what they're trying to say. I think I think that's what they're getting at. But, Dion, you can see how powerful he's gotten because now he can do red, blue. The only thing left he said, I need the man expansion and teleportation.
0: <laughs> he took the words right out of my mouth. I was about to say, in just a year, he has mastered what he couldn't do before. Yes.
2: He did it quickly. A year is a short time to master something, too.
1: Oh uh, yeah, he mastered purple yeah. and blue, red and yeah. No, that's a hard thing to do in a year. Most people wouldn't do that that fast.
0: Here we go with this
3: face again.
1: keeps thinking about what happened that day it's like melting you know, it's pretty much destroying his brain or soul I say brain well he keeps thinking about it but eventually it wouldn't be That's nothing.
0: it's hard not to take the blame when you feel like you should have done something more
1: What more could he have done? He was at the precipice. Dion, what is that? Who's that character that he's taught? Who's the character, the short haired character? Is he in the first season? No. Okay, so it's a, uh, it's, it's, it's a it's a totally different. It's a totally
3: just
1: random care Okay. I was making sure. Yeah, yeah,
0: he's he, he kind of important right now, but yeah, he he doesn't have anything to do with the first season.
3: Okay. No. Nope.
1: And look at Sugary's face. He's disheveled, he has bags on his eyes. He looks bad.
2: Can you get it oh,
1: no, 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 no. As Yeah. <laughs> I like girls a lot. That was a funny line. That I, I, I was kind of funny. <coughs>
0: the enthusiasm
2: he said with, <laughs> yeah be proud of what you like
1: so this is where you need to listen to the conversation this conversation gets very deep and there's one line that he, that she says that changes what he thinks about everything so pay attention
3: Dang, that was a cold answer. Very
1: cold answer.
0: You may not be crazy enough.
1: I love the fact the more and more he's talking, right before he started talking, it started raining. And it gets heavier and heavier and heavier, but it sounds like clapping. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Crossroads
3: oh that's the
1: boy that would ah forgot I totally forgot about this part
2: he feels guilty mm-hmm
1: By the way, does anybody recognize those two girls in that cell? No. Those are the same girls from um the I think it's the end of season 1 or the movie I, where he's with they're with Go, they're with Gojo when they try to attack the school.
0: I think that's the mo- the movie
1: yeah, it is. Actually, it is the movie. That's right. It is the
3: movie. Oh, yeah.
1: I'm actually kind of surprised they referenced the movie with that. I'm like, oh, the movie reference. Shocking. Oh, well, that makes the movie canon now. Yes, it does. That makes the movie canon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gojo reading that thing or warrant. And he's pissed. This was very weird. He just openly said I did it. But he did but he has no
2: he has no remorse for what he none, did. No,
1: none. And then she just called somebody on the phone.
3: <laughs> oh, wow. I don't want to get killed. <laughs> You're not <gonna>
0: Oh, That was a very defining moment.
3: Very. <laughs>
2: There
0: they go. Mm -hmm. No wonder why they're like, I would do anything for
3: him. Correct. Right. (laughs) Eu <laughs> I'm <laughs> afraid. Right. Wow! Wow! Yes.
1: So Dion, me and Chris have been doing something with it the, with these episodes, with these last couple of episodes. There is a lot to unpack, so I'm not going to unpack everything. I give you, I'll give you three big things from this episode, ladies and gentlemen. And here's the first one. The first one is we get it right off the bat. We see Sigiri. Keep remembering what's happened in the past year. He feels terrible. What happened? He feels like he was to blame for her, for what's her name, dying. And you can't get out of the head what we he saw at the end of the last episode, where everybody's just clapping and just blankly staring. But then we get to the conversation with the lady. The conversation with the lady is the thing I mentioned to keep up with. She says one thing in the middle of that conversation and she says, I tried two ways to get rid of cursed energy. First, you kill all non sorcerers, or you turn everybody into Jujutsu sorcerers. I tried the first one. That didn't really work. The first one's kind of not gonna work out. The second one might be more possible. But then you see Go- you see Gojo's eyes light up because he's like, wait, if I can kill all non-sorcerers, I can cleanse the world. And that's where you see the turn. Gentlemen, I'm gonna ask you both this. What do you think about that conversation? Because that conversation just sets things in motion, and you can tell that Gojo's like just ready to be done with all this. And I'll start off with Dion.
0: Huh. The way Siguru is already a Brody, like a Brody character, that moment almost perfectly defines the switch. Guess it was all nice and dry. It's raining and getting dark and gloomy as he goes into that montage, and it almost makes sense for him to become who he is now. And we see that from the moment he goes—not necessarily from that moment—it's a little bit further on when he's talking. To and he's mm-hmm. like, there's a point to it. And he's like, it's even, you know, a great call. And when you look at that moment, you can, when he, his lights flicker, you, you see that he's feeling just about doing this and that it's like, okay, it's the only way I can get rid of this. Nobody else understands what I'm going through. Nobody else gets me. No one else can, you know, feel, they don't know the taste of curses. Um, and I don't want them to. I don't want what happened in the past to happen again. But how do I present that? You know what? They won't feel the pain if they're not alive. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like it's like a common sense. It's like an uncommon common sense, basically. Like. Yeah, that's true. But you also unalive in them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> so, Chris, this first part going along with the con with this conversation, what you think about it? Because I personally I thought it was creepy when I first saw it. And I thought it was also very it it hit home because he made he basically made it sound, she basically made it sound like there's a way to fix this. All you need to do is this one thing.
2: I mean, so when you look at this short season as a whole, you he he you realize he's saying the same thing that he has been talking about the entire show.
3: Mm-hmm. He's
2: been at the same crossroads the entire show. So, and then he finally has somebody who's quote unquote on the same level as he is, and gives him. A, and tells him straight up, this is where you're at. But on top of but I don't think she knew the ramifications of the That's backstory me. that everything that she's telling him is having on his young mind. Because, <laughs> I mean, at, at this time, he's still impressionable as a young man. But you have an older woman telling you something who's quote-unquote quote, quote, giving you knowledge but not really telling you how to use this
1: knowledge
3: correct so, so so
2: here so here we have well yeah i'm not that's the next part
1: so then we go from that conversation to seeing uh to seeing gojo go back to um go back to this like lab area i think we've seen this lab area before in the scene and the guy he was talking to before you talked to the girl passes away. On a mission, which is pretty natural. You're gonna, you know, you don't survive your mission, you have to give up your life. We talked about that in season one. The big thing with that is, then you can tell he's ascending to madness. Because he's just like, I I can't watch another person pass away. I need to do something. So then he goes on this mission. This mission was to get rid of these two young girls. Because the village thought they had a bunch of curse energy, which was true. But what does Gojo do? He thinks about it. He kind of like, should I do this? Should I not? He still hears the clapping in his head. He still hears everything going wrong. By the way, they intercutted this perfectly. You have Gojo at the village, but then you have Ghetto, or you have Ghetto at the village, but you have Gojo reading the sentence letter, the sentence thing about him going being sentenced to death. Then what does what does Ghetto do? Ghetto's like, you know what? I'm just gonna wipe out the village. And he just gets so angry where he just destroys everybody in the village. Everybody in the village saves the girls and leaves. And then The middle, so this is all the middle part. Gojo Gojo finds out Gojo's bad. Why? Why would he do this? What's the purpose of him doing this? He doesn't know. Teacher tells him he just did every, he killed everybody in the village, plus his own parents, plus everything else. The next scene we see after they talk is the doctor lady from season one. That's the older lady, the doctor, She's on this, she finds Ghetto and says, Is all this true? Did you do this? And he says, Yeah, I did. Why? And she I think she asked why, but she, he said kind of says nothing. But then she pulls out her phone, calls Gojo, and Gojo goes, Why are you why are you with him? He's like do you want basically Gojo goes, do you want to die? And she's like, I don't want to get killed. What the? What are you saying? So I'm gonna leave it there. What y'all think about this section? Because this section does a very good job of what that girl told him to acting on that what she said, and he, she acted on it. He acted on it with no hesitation. That that transition was amazing. So I'm gonna start off with Chris this time. Chris, what do you think about that section?
2: So in this section, he's basically letting his closest friend. I really did it. You no, know, this is this is the kind of person I, I want to be. If you got any questions, yeah, if you gonna try to sign it, I'm gonna do it, and basically going around and just you know just. Basically, saying where everybody been at. you can't blame him for that. But at the same time, you know, when he goes to talk to his friend, I mean, he looking at him like, "Oh, you really just you got some stones. You just walking out here like living. you living. You already know you on the hit list, so you know what I'm saying."
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But at the same time. Same time, he already knew, and she already knew who they was gonna send after him. So it was like you knew what was coming up next.
1: Basically. Yeah. So Dion, what do you think of this section? Because I thought this section was powerful, going from that conversation into what we got in the middle half of this episode, and yet Gojo's gone, Ghetto's gone mad
3: this
0: entire arc has been, and as I think about it, this entire arc has been leading up to this moment of Sue. This is his arc. This is his, his turning arc. So when he starts to reminisce on what happens from the beginning of this, he start to feel like, all right, he may feel bad. It's He's feeling guilt. But then after that conversation and you get to this middle part, you realize it's hatred. It's not. He's looking at this now from, I hate non sorcerers Like you caused all this. And you pick that up from when he's talking to the lady and she's like, uh, she asked him straight up, like, do you hate all non-sorcerers? And from that conversation to pretty much going and killing every non-sorcerer in your hometown, including your parents, kind of gives us the answer to that question. And when he's talking to Gojo, you hear that, like a brother before, you hear that justification in his voice, like no remorse. And, you know, it's not a hatred for humanity in itself because he's sitting there having a full, cool, cool conversation with Shako, uh, the, 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 the doctor lady. He's just like, whatever, he could have killed her instantly if he wanted to. He could have he could have attacked Gojo. Of course, I'm not gonna say he could have killed Gojo, but he could have attacked Gojo. But instead, he knew that Gojo had these uh, feelings for him, and I, I can only assume that they're reciprocal. That they're you know like best friends. So, so he's sitting there like, why did you do this? Hmm?
3: I
1: was gonna say. Before I let you continue, I'm gonna let's I'm gonna finish off the back half of this now. So the back yeah. half of the back half of this is twofold. The back half of this starts out with go, with Gojo asking his teacher, "What do I need to go do? You have to go get him. You have to go. You have to go destroy him. There's no other way." But then, at the same time, just like, I don't really want to do it, but I have to. Okay, cool. Then, from that scene, after we see her talk to the medical girl, you see Ghetto go back to the star group that wanted the girl in the first place to worship her. But he even says, I thought this group got disbanded. No, there's still an underground version of the group we still use. By the way, did anybody else notice that the guy he was talking to was the former was the former helper of uh Because Toji, uh, Toji that's the same dude. So that was a similar thing. So then ghetto then Geto, I think it's the same. It looks like the same dude or close to the same dude, but I think it's pretty based on the like anime, like the body, the picture, the picture of him, it looks like the same dude. So then we get. Ghetto patting the girls on the head, saying everything's gonna be all right. We're gonna be fine. By the way, this makes the movie canon now because those girls are from the movie. Those girls back him up in the movie and fight for him. So that is actually surprising. They made that canon. Made that canon. Then Gojo gets on stage and like kind of wax lyrical, says these off to say these like weird things to get money and get get prestige. But he's he's feel he like a televangelist, except you know he doesn't really want your money. He wants your money, but he wants but he also will do anything to get your money. So he calls one of them on stage and just like pretty much destroys them. Kills kills them no problem. We don't know if it's he or she. I think it is. I think they do say he. Um, and then he says monkey. Then he kills another one. He says monkey again. Then we cut from that situation. So after we see Gojo try to attack fight him, everything, the beginning of this last type arc, we cut from him, get him getting in this cult, being able to this cult in that cult now. And ghetto and go then gojo goes see a very young Megami. Like the Megami is only like 10 years old. Not even that, maybe.
0: He's a first grader.
1: Yeah, he's super young. So Megami's super young. Megami, he tells Megami, Gojo tells Megami, I've seen your dad. Um, you know, you look, you know, and I'm, you're gonna be going to his family. This family's not that great. All this stuff. So he's talking about this, this auto clan, the Zenin clan. And all the while, Megami's having none of it. Megami doesn't care. Megami doesn't care about his dad, any of that. But the line that Gojo says, Gojo goes. I want you to come, become strong, become stronger than me, and get. Uh, Gojo just smiled at him, and then Megumi walks off. So then we cut to 2018, and you see Gojo. You see Gojo in that chair. We see him in, in the intro. They're trying to wake him up. They wake him up. The girl, the girl from season one, gets in the chair. Our other main character is trying to get in the chair. They're arguing, but then Megumi asks Gojo, "Why are you smiling?" And he doesn't really give an answer. He just kind of just kind smirks and doesn't say anything to Megumi. And that's how the episode ends. From the point we get to see Gojo try to go and kill ghetto to the end of the episode where we see him mentoring these next sort these next sorcerers what y'all think about that and i'll start off with i'll start off with dion what you think about that last section because it makes everything full circle now it
0: honestly angers me i'm being honest i'm so ticked off at how Good and well grounded this was yeah oh, like they <laughs> they couldn't have done it any smoother I mean I'm sure there's theres hindsight is twenty twenty you know I'm sure there's always something they could have done better, but this was it was like a perfect roundabout way to get us back to where we left off like and and my interpretation of this is like this entire art was dojo just remembering what happened like he's just sitting there dreaming about what's going on or what was going on i'm like that's a cool little twist on it Okay, putting everything back into you know that's just me being fickle i I have no idea if that's really what they're (laughs) intending but But. that actually but that makes
1: sense if it was if it was him sleeping and he's just like just, we're just seeing him dream about this stuff? That makes total sense. Because it actually could make sense. He might be yeah. thinking about the past. Same way Ghetto was. Um, Chris, what do you think about the back half of this episode? <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, so just to give, I guess, just to recap and, and give my final conclusions. is basically so... This Gojo gets hit with his reality. Like you have the power that I will have that I want right now, but I can't have it.
3: Mm-hmm. At
2: the same time, he prevents it because He makes his point. He usually, makes it, it completes his point. Yes. Now, now fast forward it, and you know he, you know, he talks to his teacher, and he he needs to read. You know he's teacher at this point. Uh, so you know he's. Basically looking for some reinforcements like they might make sure he's doing that oh so, so so that's where you see the re the re the re still gets even even now as a teacher in this prison and just like you said they bring it back full full circle towards the end and man and finally when you probably back in with his students like now you're getting ready to go into one of the most deadliest arcs and what what they're getting ready to call it probably the most deadliest arc in our anime.
1: We are doing yeah, we're about to head to Shibuya Arc, which like Chris said is one of the deadliest arcs in probably anime. I I look forward to that. I will say this. You've had a through line from the beginning of this episode, beginning of the season, to now. And that through line was Ghetto. Ghetto was the through line for all this, so was Gojo. But this episode, you completed both those arcs and gave us a hint of the future with Megami. And then you end up showing us Megami in 2018 and how that changed everything. Like... This was amazing. This was so, so good. I'm going to ask them, these two gentlemen this before we end the stream this evening. Gentlemen, what would you give this episode? But also, what would you give this arc? And Dion, I'll start with you.
0: <laughs> the episode... For what it was, I'll give it a, uh, I'll give it a
3: 9.9. Okay.
0: The season, the, or the, the entire art, I'm going to have to give it like, a uh, maybe a
3: 9.0. Okay. Oh. Um, All right.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: I don't want you to explain the episode. Explain the arc. Why 9.0 for the arc? You know, what?
0: I do want to go up on that a little bit. Maybe okay. a nine point five.
3: Okay.
0: And the reason is, if I'm if I'm correct about Gojo sleeping and dreaming about this, then all my gripes about not seeing the fight scenes, not being privy to a bunch of information it makes more sense because gojo didn't know about a lot of stuff. So, like when the the girl got kidnapped we didn't see her get kidnapped so hey the very end where you see Keto and and gojo together and they're talking about it okay you know gojo yeah. wasn't there for her yeah yeah you know so now it's starting to kind of make that make a little bit more sense to me <laughs> um you know, and everything else you can hear about, someone told him about, so it it makes, it makes a lot more sense. So the way it was mapped out from beginning to end, I I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the journey. Everything wasn't perfect, but the journey that they let me down was very enjoyable and that's why they get a a higher rank.
1: Okay. So Chris, Dion gives the episode a 9.9 he gives this arc a 9.5. What would you give the episode, and then what would you give the arc? Explain why you why you give the arc the number you're going to give it.
2: All right. Well, I will give the episode a
3: 9.1. Okay.
2: And then I will give this arc a 9.8.
1: Okay, you're a little bit higher than Dion. Explain.
2: Okay, so check it out. This episode really, did, really set the tone for the drastic change. For, well, I mean, look, let's just be honest. It's a, This season is a villain arc. Yes,
1: it is. It is a let's villain
2: arc. At the same time, when you look at it from his point of view, that the best way to save everybody is to kill everybody,
1: which is also. Yeah, insane I don't
2: think he's really thought I don't think he's thought any deeper on that. You know what I'm saying? So, therefore, that's why the episode gets a nine point one. You know? But. Okay. Be because for the for the season being the villain arc as a whole, that's why I give it a maybe because they really did set the tone for him.
1: Okay,
3: okay. Um, hmm.
1: So the episode, I agree with Chris. The episode's about a between a so about a nine point five. But this <clears throat> this arc for me it's a perfect 10. And only because, like Chris said, this is a villain arc through and through, and it's funny, the beginning of these first two, first two episodes of this arc was two friends going on a mission to get this girl to, to simulate with this thing to, so it doesn't explode and grow into something worse. Then, from episode three on, it turns dark. Girl dies, ghetto gets mad, he fights, he tries to fight off Zenin. Gojo is pissed. Everybody's upset. Episode four. Ghetto still ghetto still has some things that he wants to try to figure out. Gojo. Gojo gets the girl. He wants to destroy everybody, but ghetto stops him. But Ghetto feels like they should have when they had the chance. In episode five, we see him just disheveled. Disheveled, broken down. Looks like he hasn't slept for days. Okay, he ate ate nothing. He even says at the beginning of this episode, he goes, exercise. He goes, exercise, absorb, repeat. Exercise, absorb, repeat. He has done the same thing for multiple years. So this man has seen some things, but then at the end of this episode, you get us, you get us a, you get us a, a heel turn and a face turn in one episode. Ghetto goes heel, and Gojo goes face, and Gojo's like, now I need to protect everybody. He goes see Megami, a young Megami, and says, "Get stronger, kid. Get stronger than me." And then we go full circle, t- 2018, and goes, and go- Megami's like, "So why are you smiling so big?" I've seen you get. I'm guessing he's seen him again. He's gotten stronger. That's pretty really good storytelling. And I'm like, I'm like, Dion, if, yeah. it's, a, if it's a dream, I'm okay with the fact we didn't see all of the fights. I'm okay with the fact you didn't show us all the stuff because you didn't have to. You could say it all in his mind. He's all, he's just remembering things. But like Dion said, he can't remember everything. He doesn't remember what everything that's happened in that time period. You only have things you heard of. So, ladies and gentlemen, before we end this stream, I want to mention this: we have three. As of this week, it'll be week one of the three-week break. August thirty-first, mark down that, mark that down in your calendars. We start the Shibuya Arc, Juju Kaisen, which is seventeen episodes. But in the meantime, for us. We're gonna finish. We're gonna get to some episodes of Dead Mount Death Play. We might do two episodes for next week, since we have the time. And We might do we might do two episodes after, the week after that. But keep on this journey with us. We're looking forward to what JJK does next. And I'm looking forward to what Dead Mount Death Play does next for us. If you haven't watched JJK, I implore you to go do that. It is worth your time. It is a very good series and it makes a lot it does a lot of fun things and it makes you think i do thank chris and dion for joining me this was episode 16 of the anime dojo Oh, you can like i said you can if you can hit me up on twitter at be on 24 you can hit me up on the youtube channel in the comments whatever you want to do talk about this episode we'll be back next week i do thank you for watching i do thank you for listening I hope you did enjoy I hope you from next time see ya
2: later guys <sighs> <laughs>